105-101 is the final. The Bulls lose to Beal and the Wizards. Uh, so, so much for starting a new winning streak. Thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us. We are the Bulls Outcast. This is Stretch 4. I'm Matt. That's Dave. That's John. Holding in a sneeze. Just a oh, reminder, a- uh, <laughs> you can always press that hot mic button if you want to join us. Uh, <clears throat> share your thoughts. Join in on the broadcast. And as always, tips are always welcome and appreciated. Us, your beloved hosts. Uh... This was a night where you just thought the Bulls should get a win. The Wizards were coming in on the second night of a back-to-back. The Bulls had yesterday off. The Bulls are at home. The Wizards are resting Russell Westbrook because it's the second night of a back-to-back, and he hasn't been doing those at any point this season. Yeah, the Bulls are missing a couple of pieces, but, I mean, come on, you beat this team twice when you were still trying to get your bearings right in the early parts of the season. I To me, there's... We can talk about the final possessions of the game as we go on, but just bottom line, there's no excuse to lose this game. Yeah, I. It's a it, you can add it to the list of coulda, woulda, shouldas for victory wise for this team. There have been a lot of games where it was just last second, and we either missed a shot or you know didn't stop the other team from hitting their shot or just turned the ball over. Or whatever, but there's been a lot of man, we should have won that game kind of things happening this year. Uh, I think we're nine and 14 now in the season. I just add that one to the list, but that one was tough because Zach had a great look, man. He had a great look at the basket and that layup. I mean, it, nothing in my head said he was going to miss that when I saw him running to the bucket. I'm like, oh, there it is, it's going in. Even when you saw how I, I got another angle of it and I saw how difficult the shot the layup was, it still was a layup that I think he should have made because this dude is a guy we're trying to put in the all-star game. And so those kind of layups and those kind of things is what puts you on that map. It elevates you a little bit more. But, yeah, they should have won. I mean, yeah, and they played bad all game. And I promise you, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel like, oh, man, you know, I should be upset. I should be angry. I just felt like, no, nah, fourth quarter, you know, they'll get this together because it's Washington. You know, like they'll get this together. And they did. They got it together. And they came back and they tied it. But, man, we just couldn't close it, man. So, yeah, just another one we can add to a team trying to learn how to win but just still not there yet. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much matched Bradley Beal, you know, if you look at their stats. He, yeah. he showed that he's is good. Each. And the sad, the sad probably truth of it all is that Bradley Beal makes that last shot. And at this point in his career. Like, this isn't to say, like, someone's got the killer instinct. But, like, then the day we're like, oh, yeah, he's not that guy yet. And maybe he will be. And he shows glimpses. But, like, it was the Wizards. It's a weird season, but we should have we should have easily won that game. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think that's why. I mean, there were other close losses uh, over the course of the season where I thought, you know, it, it's a heartbreaker. And the Bulls have a possession that doesn't go their way down the stretch. And you think, well, that's. That's a tough game. It's a tough loss, but they're competing. This, to me, doesn't feel like that. This, to me, feels like one of those games where some fans have said to us earlier this season, the Bulls shouldn't have even been in that position where they needed Zach Levine to win a game, hit a game-winning layup because, come on, it's the Wizards. That's how I feel about this. That being said, John, you bring mm-hmm. up the, the Levine-Beal comparison, and Beal probably makes that layup for the win because that's the kind of player he is and their stat lines were basically identical tonight. The the possession prior, Beal drives, Beal draws a foul, 
and mm-hmm. you know, not, and not even super clutch. Like Beal splits a pair at the line, it, but... and it's a two point game. Um, and and you know, I, I watched the replay of that final Levine drive a few a few times now. Len is there, you know, giant body in the paint that all of a sudden swallows up the open red sea that Zach's on front of him for a split second, and it looked like he just had hands up and was vertical. You know, none of the Wendell Gator Chomp stuff going on. Um, but Beal has a level of respect in this league right now that Zach has not uh, yet earned. Whether you think it's fair mm. or not fair, he has a level of respect not only from his peers, but from the officials of this league. Because so many times tonight, Zach drove. And damn near every time tonight when Zach drove, he drew contact. Zach tonight, yeah. let's see, free throws? Eight of 11. Eight of 11. So he shot eleven you times. That's... You can't, I guess, complain because for Zach, eleven free throw attempts, well above average. But I think it just the fact that it feels like he should have had wow. sixteen. <laughs> like I think that's the difference. And you're right, man. I mean, we've been talking about this about Zach not getting these calls for as long as I've known you guys, and it's been weird. Like we understood it previously because you're like, well, you don't have the cachet. I know John used to say that. Like you don't have the cachet to, you know, out here complaining and getting calls. Like, you don't have that yet. So, but we thought this year, you know, with the new coach and the Bulls actually playing better and looking a little better and he's making an all-star push, he would start getting those kind of things. And like I said, 11 free throws is a lot, but for real, like, when he's out there like, man, dude, I'm getting beat up and we're watching it, you know, and you're seeing it and you're seeing them getting punched in the stomach and you're seeing them getting pushed off. Like, that, even that last play, like guys like Harden and, and guys like Bill and, you know, these guys in the league, they get those calls. They would get that foul call and they would be at the line shooting those free throws. Like that's just what it is. And Zach Levine just isn't getting that respect yet, which is why we want him to make the all-star team so bad, you know, because we we know what we see. Him. We see how good this dude is. Every single night he's been like this. He's been really good for this team every night, man. 35, six assists. And doing it when we need it in the second half. Oh man, we're str- we're struggling in the third quarter. Here comes Zach. It, we need a bucket in the fourth quarter. Here comes Zach. That's all he's been doing is carrying us. So we just want him to get that same recognition around the league that these other great players are getting to. I completely agree. And even and in that in the, the last play, it won. Like we, it, it just sucks that a mistake is also we fouled them. We fouled Beal. It's like damn, you know. It's like mm. and somehow Alex Lund, who's no world beater. That was pretty clean. You know, like, it's like, oh, uh, it's like, I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's personnel. It's just like, that's an, that's a mistake also, you know, that, that, yeah. that yeah. is interesting. It's like, we shouldn't have been in a position to foul. Yeah. And, you know, it's just another night on top of the pre-existing pile of examples of Zach Levine being 99.97 of enough of what we need. And like it's like one one missed layup or or one missed shot or an ill timed turnover, um, God, because I, you know, a, a couple of possessions sure. prior when this game was tight on on a previous drive where Zach really just had nowhere to go, and um, he had I think Dave you pointed it out an easy dump off pass available to Thad who was just sitting there and if and if Zach sees him it's an easy two for Thad we do acknowledge that Zach can get those blinders on sometimes and sometimes he comes up short in late game situations but every player who is at that level in this league who is asked to be that guy 
have nights where they come up short. Um, and I think that the difference yeah. is right now, and I think Marlon pointed out in the comments, we we always look to Zach for, for credit or blame, and unfortunately most often blame because the Bulls are still a losing team because it is yeah. not a well-constructed team. It is a poorly constructed team, and it's like, as Marlon said, trying to learn how to win with one arm tied behind your back. And so when Zach Levine mm. has that one arm, and that one arm comes up 0.05% shy on you know three or four nights in what feels like a week, it's it's frustrating yeah. to watch. Yeah, that's yeah. It's just frustrating to watch because you just you feel for him, man. Because you see how good he is. Like and you just see how effortless and easy the game looks to him at certain points. Like like you watch him kind of ascend to certain levels during the game, man. Like, especially these last few games, like just the consistency he's been putting together where I've just continuously said, wow, the game looks really easy to him. Like, it just looks simple to him. Those those step backs he's taken, mm-hmm. like just look simple. What, 12 or 26? Like, it, it just looks simple to him, man. Like, that's the stuff I need to see. And he knows when to do it and he knows how to do it. But like you said, it's that 99.7. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, right there, man. Like, it's just, it's right there. And we got to get something to get that push. And, of course, it's because, you know, one of the reasons is, like you said, a poorly constructed team. We don't know who's what yet. A lot of injuries going on. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute. Oh. But you got that stuff going on, man. But you got a guy that's still that good. It just, it, it's, it's more magnified. You know what I'm saying? Because it's on him. It's more magnified. And Bradley Bill's another example of that. I mean, he's leading the league in scoring, man, and he, his team is just, you know, not good. And he had what, like you said, 35, 7, and 5 on like, what, 10 of, what, 24 right. shooting? Like, it's just, it's it's not magnified maybe because he's in Washington, but he's been doing it like this all year long. He was doing it like this last year. He broke Jordan's record of scoring, what, 20 straight points or 25 straight points. Like, he scored, what, 17 straight games. having <laughs> like 20-something points. He's been amazing. He's been awesome. But it's not dictating the wins because they're still poorly constructed and they need to get rid of Scotty Brooks, by the way. But yeah, man, Zach Levine, he's awesome. We just want him to get John, I want to go to you now with what you were saying in the fourth quarter about what this team needs right now and that this team needs a trade or trades. Um, Yeah. uh, Not that Matt said in the comments, if only Zach had some top 10 picks to help him out. And obviously that is said, you know, in, in jest because guess what? He has three top 10 pick teammates. Two of them are on the shelf right now because Lowry and Wendell are always on the shelf, apparently. And the other one, Kobe White, bless his little heart for trying. Another night tonight where Kobe, he's getting cooked on the defensive end. He looks out of sync on the offensive end. He is not in his, you know, he's not in his happy place right now. And so, John, I've seen a lot of Bulls fans debating on Twitter over the last couple of weeks as we, you know, get hyped up with all these trade talks. The Lonzo talk is flying everywhere right now. Some Bulls fans think that Kobe is untouchable or damn near untouchable. No. Some think, why? why? I, I am of the opinion of we love Kobe, could be a great yes. sixth man down the road in his NBA career. He ain't it. Pairing with Jack. points. And – and three assists. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you, John, your thoughts on Kobe's game tonight and, and uh, lar- larger picture, are you cool with 
the Bulls including him in a potential trade package before that March He's deadline. The, we have to include him. Thank you. Yes. Who, who are they going to want? Wendell? <laughs> like, he had eight points and three assists in 30 minutes. Yeah. It does. Wow. And he, he disappears. And again, I, and again, it's so funny. I don't think these are the players' fault. For some reason, I'm just like, they just had needed, everyone needs a fresh start. Like, and to go back to, we have so many top 10 picks. This was a huge weakness of the last administration because every other team has undrafted or second round guys that, like, Jimmy was their shining example mm-hmm. of that happening once. Right. But every other team has but, a bunch. You know, look, look at what the Miami Heat are doing right now. Yes. With Tyler, or, or with Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and guys like that. Look at Chris Middleton and Giannis. Like yeah. those weren't those weren't top ten picks. Yeah. Uh, and so I do feel like this is just another. We're we're still dealing with the sins, and it's tough. I love, but how, how if you think he's untouchable, like why do you watch basketball? Like I don't get like, <laughs> like what do you think this is? Like like it's I don't understand. He's not going. We're not. He's not. He's not going to die. <laughs> He just goes to another team, and then we get and we get something back. <laughs> yeah, I, I and I think that he is perhaps one of the most, you know, outside of the obvious enticing piece that other teams have their eyes on when it comes to the Bulls rosters. Obviously, Zach Levine. Like the 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 chatter about Zach around the NBA is at an all time high right now because people are finally starting to pay attention to what this dude can do, and then there are some of those teams that are looking up at the Lakers thinking we just need that one right piece and then their fans on Twitter are like oh yeah well we can we can get Zach for you know this this player and this bag of chips and Bulls fans are like yeah okay some Bulls fans anyway when it comes to Zach but you'll never get the uh, you'll never get fair value for Zach no he's he's too good but too misvalued and his contract isn't like it's a it's a really good contract right now like but with Kobe and Lowry, people can still talk themselves into buying low, and you can get some value from him. I think. I again, I don't know anything. Dave, but that's, that's my opinion. Dave, what do you think about the Kobe situation? I still don't want to trade Kobe, uh, but Lonzo. I'm not saying he's untradeable or untouchable or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just. It's not. It's not what I would want to do. Um, if that's the question you're asking me, no, I wouldn't want to do that. I'd rather see him with Lonzo. And then watch him come off the bench and do it that way. So what's your uh, trade? That's, that's in my what, head. That's kind so of what's my your trade then, to get Lonzo. If that's the trade, we just, I just talked about this on the podcast. I still am. I'm still on the on the fence about it, man. To be honest but with you, let's say it's um, happening. What, what's the realistic trade that doesn't include Kobe? I guess in your mind. Oh, either Wendell Carter Jr. or Lowry. Straight up, uh, is going to be in there. Yeah, and 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 you might have to throw, you know. Hutch. A Felicio or or a Hutch, what yeah, the hell's or a Hutch or some or like that. Yeah, what is going on with Hutch? By the way, what is that? Like he just alpha person. I don't I don't know what's happening with Hutch. He's he's not having a good season. <laughs> for it Hutch sucks like because he but, hasn't built up equity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's like, but yeah, I'm but sure I, it's legitimate, I, but it's just like okay. Yes, yes, but it it just looks bad. Because it's it's not been good Here's for him this year. It just happened. I have a question for both of you guys. So in Alonzo trade, let's just assume this this is like the trade. Are we who's getting is there any scenario where we're not getting the best player in the trade? Is there any scenario like Lonzo's that better not- than Lowry, right? Lonzo's better than Kobe. 
Lonzo is better than Wendell, right? I'm asking. I'm, this is not me saying. As a yeah, I, I think it is not so clear cut and uh, like such an obvious one's better than the other that it, it at is, this moment, at, like at, at this moment, at this particular moment, yeah, I would say that it it is up for yeah. debate. And I would be open to hearing lots of different sides of said debate when you were saying of this pool of players that include Lonzo Ball, Lowry, Wendell, Kobe, who's the best player? I would say That's that the, the leading candidate of who's winning that argument is Lonzo Ball. But I'm saying it's not so obvious cut and dry from my perspective. I'm saying who has the, who has, who has the highest value, like, value in terms of like, because it's like stocks, right? It's like... Right now, Lonzo's stock is higher than Lowry's, right? I feel like. And Lowry yes. could be the best That's player. Oh, very true. Like, the, it's, if we're talking potential and what it should be, yeah, Lowry, it's Lowry marketing by light years, honestly, to be I honest with you. Seven foot tall. No, I'm talking about if we're talking potential. That's why I said. If we're talking about potential and what they could be, it's Lowry. It's it's Lowry by light years and what he potentially could be. In the watch. NBA, good Lowry, but man, but Lonzo, you—it's just the fact that you know what Lonzo is gonna fix immediately. <laughs> you know what he's gonna fix on his team yeah. immediately, and that's what we're looking at when we see this. And, and people in the chat just don't like Zoe. They don't don't want Lonzo here. And 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 I saw somebody, I saw Marlon say, "If you trade him for Lowry, that's insane." Maybe, maybe not. But here's the problem: the best ability is availability. That's the mm-hmm. issue. If you're not on the court, you can have all the skills in the world that you want. If you're not on the court to show it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter, man. Look, Wendell Carter Jr. has never played 45 games. Never. Oh. Lowry has been hurt every single year. And I love, and you know me and Matt love some Lowry marketing. We, we, love we are Tom Hanks and Wilson on Lowry Island right now, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I posted that on Twitter. Just me, like that that time when Tom Hanks was about to leave the island, just sitting there looking at Lowry. Him. Man, is it time? I don't. I don't want to go. I don't want to leave, man. But we got to be realistic at some point in time. You got to look at what it is, man. So I don't want to just hold. Like John always made the point that uh, when he said it's so much better, but we've always said it that the Bulls don't want Bulls fans don't ever want to give up any of their toys. Oh. You know, it's somebody right. else. You know what I'm saying? Like we got, we got to be willing to give up something to get something. You got to be willing to give up your toys. Right. Okay. And also, these toys have been broken. Right. Like, yes, it's it's, it's a, you know, it's the it that that weird punk kid in Toy Story with the weird messed up toys that are yeah. It's Sid. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, uh, Marlon said the only reason to trade Lowry is uh, if you're handing the keys to P. Will. Um, by my calculation, Patrick Williams is 19 and a half years old. He is three and a half years past being qualified to have a driver's license. Hey, kid, look around. Take the fucking keys. <laughs> like, what, what, what's your argument there? And, that, and that's coming from a Lowry believer. You want, you want to hand the keys to, to yeah. beat up? Great. Take the keys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We just can't be afraid to give up something. It's all I'm saying, guys. Like, I, I was in an argument earlier um, on Twitter with someone who was like, well, you know, a good GM can get Lonzo for nothing. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want the Bulls? 
I was like, okay, but so what do you want the Bulls to get? Like, well, you keep Lowry and you go get an all-star point guard. I was like, what you, they don't just right. grow on trees. Like, all-star <laughs> point guards are, are, are at a premium in the NBA, man. Like, it's, it's, it's not that also, simple. Also, one of those trades could be getting Lonzo for nothing. We don't know how it's going to go. But, like, right. but, but, right. but that could look back and be like, Wendell never played again. <laughs> Outside of acknowledging, okay, yes, Thad and and Sato are vets on like middling contracts that are only partially guaranteed next year. Somewhat enticing as far as you know, uh, you know, trade pieces. Otto Porter Jr.'s twenty eight million expiring. Certainly enticing yeah. trade piece there. But when I see Bulls fans coming up with these trade packages to get like a legit young player who is on the cusp of his prime at a position of need. And the package that they send to these teams is like, oh, yeah, I just sent him like Hutch and, uh, you know, and Thad and, and Sato. And I'm like, guys, what, what are we doing here? Because you're not, you're not doing, living man? in reality when you propose these trades that don't involve any of the Bulls' young talent. Yeah. Yeah, you got to give up something, guys. And you got to be okay to give up something and you gotta be okay with taking a risk. I know it's a risk because you don't know what these guys are gonna turn out to be, but you gotta be okay with that. Oh, we've I'm watched talking. every minute of Wendell's career and Kobe's career, and I can't speak to all of Lowry, but most of Lowry's career. Yeah. What what are these games that I'm not seeing <laughs> that people are like like man, just if only when we'll shut him down or Kobe's just gonna go or like I've seen every I've literally seen every second of most of these guys, like every second. And I'm like, what are, was there a special, was there a season, like a mini <laughs> season I missed? Yes. I had like, was that a coma? Because I don't know <laughs> yeah. what, it was, I don't know how we can watch the same games and come to such different conclusions. There's actually a secret yeah. locked in a vault 11th season of Friends, John, yeah. that existed <gasps> between seasons one and two. Yes. And it just, it's been disappeared forever. Um, it's like it, it's like some Bulls fans have an own network where they're like <laughs> <laughs> Wendell Carter, greatest center who's ever lived. God bless America. Like yeah, and we get the same news, but we're like, and, huh? and we all oh. know who the lead night, you know, nighttime anchor of said Bulls OAN network is. Yep. Without the, saying Dallas, his name, we know who the their Dallas, lead Dallas, anchor Dallas is. The Bulls fandom. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, real quick before we get out of here, speaking of which, um, again, decent night for Denzel, good for him. 11 points, not a great shooting night, 4 of 13, although he did hit 3 of 8 threes, so I guess that's something. Uh, the one play with Denzel that had me the most, uh, that piqued my curiosity tonight, was the Billy Donovan challenge, where, you know, Denzel touches Beal on, like, the side as he's going up for a 3, and then gets under his landing space, and Donovan challenges the the ruling of a foul. And not only is the foul upheld, but it is upgraded to a flagrant one. And it turns into a yeah. six-point possession for the Wizards. And all I was thinking, mm-hmm. Big Dave, was, oh, my God, Billy Donovan just pulled a John Fox. He challenged the play, <laughs> and the ensuing results of the challenge were worse results than the initial call. And, and honestly, when he did the challenge – I got why he did it because he's a player's coach. He's honestly was trying to instill some faith in his in his player to say, "Oh man, you know I got your back." But he ended up, you know, shooting his player in the hip when he, when he turned around on accident. 
So yeah, it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. It wasn't great at all. And it hurt. And that was the second time the refs looked at a call for the Bulls, and it didn't go their way because you saw Bertans hit that three on the illegal screen that they called, and that turned into a foul, <laughs> which turned into a five point play uh, for uh, Washington. So yeah, not on our side tonight. Not on our side, man. But yeah, not a good. Not a good decision. It was. It wasn't good. Uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, that's why he did it. I, I know that's why he did it because he he wanted to have Denzel's back. This dude's a players' coach, man, and you saw him hyping up Denzel during the week. You know, talking about how he much he respect. He said, "I respect Denzel Valentine." Said his whole name. <laughs> I respect Denzel Valentine. Den- Denzel, I mean, that just need any further hyping. Good. Okay, dude is his own <laughs> hype man. Coach was like, "I listened to his album. Not right. bad." Who's that guy that you guys taught me about? Um, who's the hype man for that uh, Brock Lesnar guy in wrestling? Paul Heyman. Oh, right. Paul so Heyman. Denzel is his own Paul, whatever his face. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, I'm coming into the ring. Did you hear that I'm coming into the ring? Because I'm coming into the ring. This. Here I am in the ring. Brick. God. I'm so proud of you right this. now, man. Like, I'm, I'm so Denzel. proud. And you're doing it. Do- I- during Monday Night Raw, it's happening, baby. The Monday Night Messiah, the Monday Night Matt Sia's here. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Um, looking ahead to Wednesday, how, how do we bounce back from a loss to this Wizards team and get ready for mm-hmm. New Orleans? Because the New Orleans—they've had an up and down year. They've had some interesting things going on with their rotation. But obviously, mm-hmm. the biggest storyline coming into Wednesday from a Bulls fan's perspective is. Hey, let's all watch Lonzo and then continue to rip each other's throats out talking about this trade. It's 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 gonna be just the game for Bulls fans on Bulls Twitter. Cause like you said, Matt, like the sides are gonna be split. They're splitting the chat. You know what I mean? Like the sides are gonna be split. And it's gonna be so under the microscope. Anything Lonzo Ball does during this game, if he holds off a of 30. Honestly, if he goes off a of 30, for people who don't like him, it still won't mean anything. <laughs> if he scores uh, four points but has eight assists for people who love him, that would be amazing. So it's just going to be – honestly, for me, it's going to be fun to just sit back and watch this <laughs> go down and watch this happen. But, yeah, all eyes will definitely be on Lonzo Ball during this game. And I want guys like Kobe White to come out and take that kind of stuff personally. Um and say, dude, I can't believe y'all be putting my name out here in some trade talks for this guy. I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna bust him. Like I, I want him to take that stuff personally, man. And just you know, because he's been he's been struggling. Like, what's he shooting? Barely shooting forty percent from the field. That's horrific. You know what I'm saying? That's just plain old fashion horrific. You said, you said, All right, you sounds so, like a uh, Jewish Jewish child or something from a uh, Seinfeld. Like, it's a it's a bubble. It's a, it's horrific. <laughs> As long as I be Jackie compared Child, to the Jackie great time taking time. <laughs> oh, Jackie Chuck. Oh, no. That's still a great. No, that's still a great. I'll take it. I will take it. But yeah, man. Like he's I just want him to take that stuff personally, man, and come out here and, and put it on full display during the game because all Bulls fans, at least all Bulls fans' eyes are gonna be on this. Yeah. Game. And one thing I just want to say, guys, we are so much better than we were. We know these 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 games are watchable. We're in these games. We're missing our two starting front courts. We know this team doesn't work. In every single game, confirmation bias happens where we know Zach is pretty good, Williams is pretty good. Everyone else is like, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and that's 
and nothing changes, which is weirdly wonderful. But we're still competitive, and we're we're watching competent basketball. Yeah, like, very true. Very true. We, we, the, the product is night and day. I, I yeah. agree with you on we that. Beg for the when people are like mad, I'm like, guys, you have just what are you talking about? We have running water now. Right, but you know, again, we got it, a roof. It all depends on your perspective and your expectations coming into this season, and whether or not they were grounded. I was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter just yesterday who was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm just kind of disappointed." And I was like, "Well, what were you expecting?" And he was like, "Well, you know, like 37, 38 wins." And I was like, "You do recall that this is a 72 game season, not 82, right? If it were an 82 game season and you said 37, 38, I'd say maybe if a lot of things go well." And you're talking about a 15, 16 win jump from season A to season B. That is not easy to do. 37 or 38 wins. You're talking about being a above 500 team this season with the same exact yeah. roster. Like yeah. we know that Billy <laughs> is great, and that you know he who must not be named was a giant flaming pile of dog poo. But even still, it's about talent in this league. Bulls don't have enough. So if you were expecting the Bulls to be, you know at 500 instead of five games under it right now, that's on you, kind of. And by kind of, I mean, that's entirely on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. But hey, yeah, we, we get to watch Zion on Wednesday, so that'll be fun. But we get to watch Zion, dude. I don't, did we Did we get a chance to watch Zion? Last year? But was he injured those times? Yeah. Or was he injured oh. during those times? I remember him being injured one of I those I think games, you're right. Sure. I think we got, we got, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hose? Jip. We got gypped out of Zion last season. Uh, yeah, you can't say that. He's right. He's right. It's, it's a common term. Not um, anymore. No, it's not, 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 not anymore. No, he's right. Gypsies. No, gypsies. Right. right. Yeah. It's, and it came to Roma people. <laughs> we were we were robbed of Zion last year. Yeah, um, yeah so my friend's oh, name is Rob. Yeah, He's uh, a nice guy. You can't say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know you know what I'm not looking forward to? Trying to watch this Bulls front court deal with Steven Adams. That's not going to be fun. Steven Adams and Jackson yeah, Hayes, cool. man. Like, and Zion. Oh, my Perfect. goodness. <laughs> it's it's going to be a tall my task. Goodness, uh, we will see you all back here then, Wednesday, Bulls, Pelicans, Thanks for watching the Stretch 4. We are the Bulls Outcast. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us per usual. For Big Dave and John, I'm Matt. Have a great night. See you Wednesday, Bulls Nation. Bye, guys.